Show Off, Arts and Theatre Institute's podcast. Show Off. Show Show Off. Welcome to Show Off, a podcast by the Arts and Theatre Institute in Prague, bringing you stimulating conversations on contemporary social and environmental issues impacting the performing arts. Each episode summarizes an online discussion with dance and theatre artists, curators, cultural managers, and scholars from the Czech Republic and abroad. If you'd like to listen to the entire conversation, you can find full recordings on our YouTube channel, Perform Czech. A link is provided in our episode notes. Hello, my name is Dita Malečková. I'm a philosopher, lecturer, and a researcher in the field of new media and artificial intelligence. In November 2021, on Theatre Night, I hosted a discussion with Czech theatre makers and AI and machine learning specialists on the future of performing arts in relation to new generative technologies particularly artificial intelligence. 2021 also marked the 100th anniversary of Karel Čapek's play R.U.R. The play includes the first use of the word robot, and it served as an excellent starting point for our discussion, which also included some non-human guests. Happy listening! Algorithmic Theatrum Mundi the future of performance amidst pixels, algorithms and atoms. Adapted from an essay by Dita Malečková and read by Lukáš Turza and Becca McFadden. It's great progress to give birth by machine. It's faster and more convenient. Any acceleration constitutes progress. Karel Čapek, RUR 2021 saw the 100th anniversary of the first performance of Karel Čapek's play R.U.R. at the National Theatre in Prague. The title stands for Rossum's Universal Robots, and it was in this play about the dangers of humans playing creator that the word robot appeared for the first time. A century on from the debut of robots, played by humans of course, on stage, how are new generative technologies, especially artificial intelligence, impacting performing arts practices and, more broadly, our understanding of what it means to be creative? How are humans collaborating with artificial intelligences to produce new types of art on and off stage? AI. When a robot writes a play. Human-AI collaboration at Schwanda Theatre. Prague's Schwanda Theatre marked the centenary of RUR with a project that reversed the original concept. Dramaturg David Kostiak explains. Tomáš Studenik came to us and said he wanted to celebrate the 100th anniversary of the coining of the term robot by having a robot write a play about Karel Čapek. The text of the resulting performance AI, When a Robot Writes a Play, was generated by a neural network, a computer system modeled on the biological brain. This kind of human-AI collaboration is becoming increasingly common and has produced screenplays, books and even poetry. In the Czech Republic, two seasons of Czech Radio's Digital Writer Project, created by Jantil and Dita Malečková, have showcased texts produced by neural networks and invited leading Czech authors to collaborate with artificial intelligence on a project of their choice. Still, 
writing for the stage presents specific challenges, and, as is often the case with artistic collaborations, the process didn't go entirely to plan. David Kostiak discusses how he and Rudolf Rosa, from the Faculty of Mathematics and Physics at Charles University, responded to the challenges of the project. We went into it with the idea that we were going to create a classical drama. Over the course of our reflections and experiences with the GPT-2 language model, we discovered that it wasn't going to go exactly as we had imagined. And so, in the end, we created a script that could be staged in a theater. To do this, David created a script out of texts generated by the neural network in response to RUR, which was then interpreted by the actors, director and designers. In this sense, the project was not markedly different from a classical performance. What is different is the sensitivity and creativity of the AI involved, as Rudolf Rosa observed. In the past, computer technology and the idea of artificial intelligence were connected with logic, cold analytics, and expert systems that behaved precisely according to a given set of rules. In the present, however, We are working with neural networks whose strength lies in both their architecture, which is much more flexible and vectored on independent learning, and in the huge datasets on which the networks are trained. These datasets contain information about human behavior and communication, resulting in artificial intelligence that operates in an increasingly human manner. AI can still make mistakes when it comes to logic, causality or the dimensions of physical objects, but they are making huge strides daily and their textbook is human culture and society. Who is useless now? Algorithms and the existential dimension of AI. Performer and director Andre Holba works in movement theater and contemporary circus and is currently researching the use of robotics and artificial intelligence on stage. He spent two years collaborating with French performer Florent Golfier and Finnish director Heli Vatainen on the production And Who is Useless Now. And Who is Useless Now is an original theater performance about a man, four robots, one slightly elitist artificial intelligence, and the transfer of responsibility to technologies. While Wendy the AI tries to use art to get humans to accept her as a thinking being, her human co-star Florent is beginning to doubt his human mind. Inspired by the ideas of Alan Turing, the founder of modern computer science, and Marvin Minsky, a pioneer of machine thinking, the performance asks how much freedom and what human qualities we are willing to sacrifice for comfort. Andre mentioned a key issue about working with technology. People are used to working with chance. Even the most advanced technologies will start to become boring if they don't offer the possibility of surprise. In Andre's creative process, surprise is often expressed in mistakes or failure, such as situations where the robot breaks or fails to complete the original task, a state of affairs that will probably feel quite familiar and resonant for human listeners. Andre's project also touches on the existential question of what it means to be human. Just as human performer Florent begins to doubt himself in the presence of Wendy, the AI, contemporary technologies can provoke fears for the future of humanity. The root of today's concern, though, 
is far removed from CAPEX rebelling robots and centers on the potential that algorithms have to control human society. Can authentic modes of human expression and experience, like wonder, experimentation and defiance, survive in systems driven by machine learning and artificial intelligence? Most listeners will have discovered the hidden traps of the Internet. The way user data is collected and compiled into patterns of behavior that are then applied back into society. Chapek wrote in RUR that dividends are the ruin of mankind. And it's true that most data collection has a commercial application. Still, the potential for much wider uses of this kind of knowledge runs both broad and deep. Do we risk forgetting who we are? How much will machine logic affect the future of individuals and humanity? Are we at risk of a situation where human behavior simply mirrors the outcomes predicted by algorithms and AI? To the metaverse and beyond. Gaming takes the stage in virtual ritual. In 2021, Mark Zuckerberg announced that the largest social network in the world with 2 billion active users, was changing its name to Metaverse. Metaverse is an online environment that aims to entwine the virtual and physical worlds more closely than ever before, prompting us to ask how much the distinction between online and offline will blur, or even disappear. How will we manage the Metaverse's disturbing potential for surveillance? And are we liberating a new kind of creativity? Is a new post-humanist aesthetic emerging? And, if the metaverse turns the world into a stage, or theatrum mundi, must we choose between resistance and playing the roles assigned to us by algorithms? If this discussion is making you think of the Wachowski's 2000 film The Matrix, you're not alone. In Lana Wachowski's The Matrix Resurrections, the character Neo appears as a game designer whose earlier life is understood as a narrative from an immersive game. Gaming offers perhaps the best example of what the metaverse might feel like and is the inspiration for theater maker and visual artist Jan Mozek's production Virtual Ritual. Virtual Ritual transports spectators to the parallel world of online video games. It is an exploration of the digital society formed by millions of people around the world who log into the vast gaming worlds every day. Urbanist Osamu Okamura, YouTuber Atlet, and photographer and gamer Adela Vosichkova form an expert gaming panel that unpacks the hidden mechanisms, prototypes, and rituals that shape the world of online video games. What norms, rules, and codes apply in virtual spaces and in reality? What roles do gaming principles play in our society? Through live video, 3D animations, and YouTube formats, the performance unveils hidden links between real and virtual living spaces. Virtual Ritual is a natural reflection of the interactive gaming environment where the majority of teenagers spend most of their time. While exploring how gaming norms might tip over into real society, the production uncovers unique types of creativity, such as Grand Theft Auto players, who shun the lawlessness the game invites by making the subversive choice to follow the rules and behave courteously. 
Of course, the metaverse offers entirely new possibilities of expression, such as NFTs or non-fungible tokens, a new entirely virtual type of artwork which are sold for millions of dollars. While human audiences go crazy over the huge amounts paid for blockchain link, robot creatives like artist and poet Aida, for whom metaverse is a natural environment, are emerging. It's clear that Zuckerberg's metaverse is a milestone on the way to a metaverse with a small m, a world in which realistic virtual reality will be indistinguishable from the real world. At the same time, facial recognition algorithms are altering the behavior of real people in real political struggles, who use masks to protect themselves from being identified, whether marching on the US Capitol or engaging in civil unrest in Taiwan. The present future. Mechanical creativity and the role of theater. So, is it appropriate to worry about new technologies and their infiltration into everyday life, real-world political strategies and creative fields? Let's look at the roots of these fears. Okay, so one of them has to be something we could call epistemological shock. A violent reaction to human beings losing the monopoly on creativity, independence and originality. Is it good or bad news that these aren't solely the domain of humans anymore? A growing number of voices argue that humankind's position as masters of creation wasn't just artificial, but also blind and domineering. We can see the consequences in the climate and environmental crises, for example. Still, is artificial intelligence going to change or reverse this attitude? Or might it just allow it to continue? This feels related to the definition of mechanicality, which is most often associated with war or industrial machines. Like in Metropolis, Fritz Lang's feature film of 1927, and one of the most important works of early cinema, that features a machine that is simultaneously a factory, a city, and an ancient deity. Yes, and so mechanicality in art is often perceived as somehow fraudulent. There are many 19th century periodicals that talk about photography as a blasphemous art, just as today's generative artists are often judged for appearing too passive in the creation process. On the other hand, there are performers such as the Australian artist Stellark. In the 1980s, he hung his body on hooks during performances, piercing the skin in a way that recalls archaic practices. He's been very involved with new technologies since the 1990s, with a number of well-known projects, including one in which he had a third ear implanted, and another where he uses his two biological hands and a third electronic hand to write. Stellark was the inspiration for a whole generation of bio-artists experimenting with different extensions of body and mind, And it's really the extension of the mind represented by contemporary artificial intelligence that's most exciting here. Art generated by hybrid artists is the present, not the future. Stellark shares the view that technology isn't just something that makes our lives easier, but essential to what we call humanity. The first representatives of the genus Homo used tools, and, according to him, Humans are defined by the use of technological extensions of their biological apparatus. Still, let's not be deceived by the power of digital technologies, the creative and gaming industries, or the billion-dollar turnover in the virtual art market, represented by new forms like NFTs. 
When we speak about technology and media, let's not forget that this includes the alphabet, writing and text, and not just the internet and hypertext. It includes any image, not just digital photography, film and virtual reality. And it also includes theatre, which has a ritual function. Not only because it brings to life stories that support the creation and continuation of culture and civilization, but also through the shared experience of strong emotion that forges a momentary bond between the actors and the spectators. Still, in light of all we've discussed, it feels relevant to ask what the essence of theatre is. Is it necessarily tied to a space divided into a stage and an auditorium? To a physical space at all? Would theatre be theatre, even if it was performed for a single spectator? What about without spectators? Thanks to Jan Thiel, an expert on machine learning and artificial intelligence, we were able to ask some great playwrights of the past some of these questions. Jan creates digital people and gave us the chance to ask digital Václav Havel and digital Johann Wolfgang Goethe to define the essence of theater. An audience in the presence of spectators. A stage, an audience, actors enter play. These are actually quite conservative statements. In contrast, Jan Mozek and Andrzej Holba agreed that theater is a constant rediscovery of what theater is, or more precisely, what human beings are. Digital Goethe did say something that everyone, biological and digital, could agree with. Above all, theater is a place where we can experience the world differently. Show Off is produced by the Perform Check team in collaboration with partners from the European projects Create to Connect, Create to Impact, and Performing Arts Central Europe, with support from the International Visegrad Fund. If you enjoyed this episode, join us in real time for an online discussion of key issues impacting the performing arts. You can find our schedule of upcoming online conversations at the Facebook profile Perform Check. Thanks for listening, and stay tuned. <laughs>